I've hit record. I have also hit record. Jonathan, have you hit your record button to do your recording on your little cassette player? Yeah, I think I was first. Oh, good, good, good. Did you make sure that you press down, play, and record at the same time because you've got one of them cassette players where you got to do both to get the cassette moving? I, I, yeah, I, I did. It's I see good, good. The, the tape winding up. Very good. Very good. I have a boombox. No, I don't. Right, <laughs> sync us up. Jonathan was on Road Rules Northern Trail in 1998. Since then, he has appeared in precisely zero award-winning TV shows, blockbuster movies, or community theater plays. We are here to fix this. We are here to make Jonathan off Road Rules a star. Boston's favorite son will ride again. Ugh. Ugh. Jonathan, let's do some illegal drugs. What? No. Why would you want to do that? What do you mean, no? Why would you dismiss that out of hand without hearing my reasoning? It is very important for your celebrity image that you be involved in the consumption of illegal drugs. Superstar <sighs> lifestyle. That's what we're going to be living today. All together, all of us. Because Conrad and I are going to ride your coattails, which means we get to have some of the drugs you buy. <laughs> buying. No, I'm not. I... What ones you getting? I have a strict rule against breaking the law because I don't want to go to jail. We're not breaking the law, though. That's what's so perfect about this. Mm. We're not breaking the law. It's not illegal when you're a celebrity. Don't you get it? Exactly. We're not breaking the law. We're breaking bad, which is basically decriminalized now. (laughs) It's still still legal. All the, the crimes committed by Walter White and his associates... Ended in the police. Uh, spoilers, everyone. Whoa, but... whoa, 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 whoa. Alleged crimes. <laughs> yeah, I don't recall him being convicted in a court of law, sir. No. I don't want to spoil it, but you may have a point there. I remember him having conviction because I decided to watch Breaking Bad and glorify and hero worship Walter White and take him at face value as the good guy because he was the protagonist. That's what I did. And now I want some illegal drugs. <laughs> no. It's it's bad on many counts, and also I don't like tampering with my biochemistry. It's not safe. It's not really worth the risk in general for me. Oh, um, oh no! Like to, to keep it Jonathan, straight. sometimes when we've gone to shows together and you've been asleep, I have tampered with your biochemistry. <laughs> I, I I light a little Bunsen burner under your chungus to see if it changes color. <laughs> oh, I would have I would have remembered that. No, no. Do you remember that Sonic? We both went to a Sonic show, uh, independent of each other, and we both did videos. And I was like, I'm going to, you know, make a joke about the band or something. And you went and were like headbanging and screaming and like... I was having the time of my life. Yeah, it was was a real uh, stark contrast. We went to a... For those listeners who don't understand video games, which is most of them, most of our listeners are almost exclusively H.G. Wells fans. And that's the only bit of human art they know um but anyway uh, yes yeah, sonic the hedgehog is a video game character from video games came out in 1970 for the atari pong 
and we went to one of their shows that Sega Genesis put on, and there was a band called Crush 40 oh, that yeah. does lovely little songs about going through the city, going really fast with your friendship, oh, your friendship and the bonds you make, S- shit like that. I was loving it that night. Yeah, you uh, and your video did very well, if I remember correctly. I think, uh, not that I'm keeping score, but I think mine got like, 10,000 views and yours got like 20, uh, 200,000 views. It was a lot. That was a lot back in the day. Yeah. And this was pre PewDiePie, I, I believe. And yeah. other YouTube celebrities. You're one of the first, one of the best. These days that's piss water. Oh, I know. These days that's piss water and the views I get are piss water. I wouldn't and I, go that What far. I do to console myself is sit in the corner of my room, right? Naked and ashamed, right? And convince myself I'm cult. That's how you get out of it. When you when you fail, you call yourself a cult hit. Yeah, I've been doing that for years. Yeah. Some people call me words that are very similar to cult and hit, but uh, I just breeze past it. I listen to it as cult hit anyway, so I win. That's the best thing about words is you don't have to listen to them. Well, you're, but you're a, a roaring success. I go to GameStop, and people are like, "Hey, you see that new Jim Sterling video? What the fuck?" I'm like, "Yeah, I know that guy." He is a cool guy. I am not a roaring success. I am simply roaring. <laughs> when are we going to do some illegal drugs together, John? I don't want to. I. What ones would you want to do if we were going to do them? I will drink some caffeine. I will. Um, I will. I will not smoke a cigarette. Do you think the? Do you think the fucking Who wrote Yellow Brick Road on caffeine? I don't know. Maybe. It's it's uh, it's really inspiring. Without my coffee, boy, oh boy, am I a grump in the mornings. I need my cup before I can put a smile on, as they say. So, yeah, I'll drink some. Do you think Tattoo kissed each other with girls' kisses in the rain on caffeine? No, they were hopped up on speed, ecstasy... And mushrooms, probably. <laughs> probably mushrooms, yeah. Probably mushrooms. They were very relaxed um, and confident that that song was going to be okay, even though it only has one part, <laughs> I think. Running through my head, all the things she said. All, all the things she, she said. said. That's it. No, there is one other bit. This really? is not enough, <laughs> which I think maybe was just notes in the lyrics, and they <laughs> left them in. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it barely was enough. That was a great joke I just did on the fly. <laughs> I'm adding that to my stand-up set. That has type 5 written all over it. Type <laughs> 5. Very relevant. Yeah, it's very good. I mean, that's the problem with my stand-up set that I don't actually have. I just, when I'm in that corner naked calling myself a cult, I tell myself I also have a type 5 stand-up set. And it's exclusively Tattoo and Harry Potter based. <laughs> and the Harry Potter jokes I only remember when I rewatch Harry Potter for a sense of comfort. Oh, good to get out of the fetal position and like Well, it's the thing about the Harry Potter films is they all are the same film in terms of structure. <laughs> yep. The story's different, but the str- you know, Harry Potter's being, you know, kicked about by his uncle and aunt that the school still lets him go back to. Um something magic happens. They go on the train off to Agrarts, they have a curriculum that endangers their lives 24-7, and then they get on the train, and I, there's always one really nice final shot at the end of each film. 
which just feels like a journey as completed, and then it's time to put on the other one. And then when I'm watching it, I'm thinking to myself, wizards are idiots. <laughs> Aren't they, though? Do you know how they have phone calls? Owls. <laughs> I had forgotten Fucking that. pricks. Do they talk into the owl, or do they just send it? How does that work again? I think they send the owl with a message, but I mean, even that is like electricity exists, mm, right? True. And and is mundane and boring. They have magic, yeah, and still communicate in a far more antiquated, less practical manner than normal people. Exactly. It's like fucking Robbie Coltrane comes up to me and is all, "You're a wizard, Jim," and I'm like, "Brilliant." That sounds fantastic. Where do I go to learn magic? Right. We're going to go to the trade station first. Wonderful. I'm intrigued. Where's the car? Oh, we don't have cars. We ride around on flippity nose. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Well, the first thing you've got to do is make sure you get an eight-legged one. <laughs> and at, at that point, alarm bells have rung. Does it even have an engine? What's an engine? We're not going to get along. <laughs> But you say you have a train at least. Oh, yeah. First of all, you've got to go to a train station in London. Even if you're already in the wizard world, get out of it. Then go to London. Then you've got to run headfirst into a brick fucking wall. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. Nothing is simple. I'm bringing... I'm taking my iPhone. Do you have USB ports in the wizard? Of course you don't. You know, that, that first movie would have been so much better if Hagrid had taken him to the trade station, the, all of this setup, all of this build, and then he runs at the wall and just hits his head. Every time I hope it happens. Every time. <laughs> I'm bringing the iPhone. I'm bringing a Nintendo Switch because wow. for entertainment out there, they fucking eat sweets that make you make elephant noises. Speaking of which, I'm just going to bring some Jolly Ranchers. Not fucking all-flavor beans, some of which can taste like literal mucus. No. Wow, you know your Harry Potter lore. I forgot all this. Also, also Hagrid, right? I don't need to go to the wand shop. I've got one already. Oh, really? What's that one called? Is it a dragon art string core? No, it's called a gun. <laughs> and it's only got one spell. It's the only one I need. Now I'm off to Gringotts to rob it. I'm just grateful that wand wasn't a euphemism. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, you can't go into Gringotts. We've got enchantments. What about this? Don't you understand? I have a gun. Oh, here comes Voldemort. Bang, bang. He's dead. Bang, bang. That's its fucking snake. Wow. You solved it. That, that would have been the greatest stand-up routine <laughs> in 2008. Oh, you're right. It is a little... At the height of Pottermania. Instead, what I've done is I've just wasted the audience's time for 10 minutes oh, on shit know. no one cares about anymore. Harry Potter is still... And also Tattoo. <laughs> which I still consider a cultural touchstone for everyone. They're cult, obviously. They're cult. They're a cult here. But those people who uh, were totally into it when they were 15 are out 25 and want... To know that they are recognized, that they didn't just dream all these things, that they're real. When you bring up these things, whoa, they get so excited. I bet there's tons of people. Oh, yeah. I, I tweeted, because the new Star Wars trailer came out today at the time we record this, I tweeted a video of the intro sequence to Banana Man. 
<laughs> it's just a cartoon about a kid that eats a banana and turns into a banana themed superhero. It's aired in 1983. It's one oh, year older than me. I'm sure that tweet did gangbusters. Oh, God. 20 retweets, mate. Just. Ah? <laughs> huh? Just call me influenza because I'll influence you and go viral like influenza. Wow. Did you just make that one up too? Damn right. Yeah, you are on fire today. I don't know. They don't the... call me improv gym prop for nothing. How are we going to channel this into something to make the world a better place? Because you've got it today and, and all days, but today in particular. I feel or... like I've got enough energy and enough gusto to spend all day convincing you to find a 1% motorcycle gang to get us some fucking meth. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> those drugs. <laughs> Why don't you want to do it? I don't want to do drugs. <laughs> I've seen the effects. They're very bad effects on a lot of people. Teeth, I mean... Teeth rotten out. Skin. I understand picking. that. I understand you don't... You don't... I understand you don't want to do meth because you don't want to do it. Yes. I can just about convince myself to understand your reasoning there. Yeah, I don't want to and, do it. And this is this is what I, I truly love about you, Jonathan. Uh, your, oh, you've never said that. Your honesty and your openness about this sort of thing. I am. I try to be because direct. you could just placate us. Go and find some one percenter motorcycle gang to buy meth from. Bring it back. You know, share it with us. Get us high as fuck and only pretend to take the drugs yourself. That's right. But you won't do that. When we all take a shot of meth, you can like duck it over your shoulder and just like chuck it into a plant behind you. And then all night we're getting methed up and you're like pretending just like scratching your face going, oh, meth. I don't know what it does. I think like, you, you end up eating a dog, don't you? <laughs> so you when go you... a bit loopy and when you do meth, you go a bit loopy and you eat a dog. Yeah, I think that's K2, which is synthetic marijuana, but it's nothing like marijuana, also known as spice. A bunch of people uh, took way too much of it at a park in Connecticut. Spice, like from Dune? Similar, yeah. They were just dropping like flies. Uh, you have a Oh, go cardio. get us some spice. <laughs> well, I tell you, I tell no. you why. I fucking tell you why. Why? Because we'll get some fucking wires, ah, huh? and I'll get some metal pants, and I'll be the Baron Harkonnen in a Boston if we get some spice. Ah, huh? <laughs> can we do it without the spice? Don't you want to be Carl McLaughlin? I—he's very likable. I'll chase after you in my metal pants, going ah, I'm bad because of my implied gayness in the film. Ah, and you can be like, no, stop it. I'm Carl McLaughlin. Carl. Carl <laughs> McLaughlin, yes. <laughs> From Twerm Picks. T- Twerm Picks. We'll get you some blue contact lenses that are real bright. Oh, right. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, the point is, Jonathan. Yes. Is I'm. We've done, we've done like fifty-eight of these podcasts now. We've done fifty-eight point five Boston's favorite sons, right? Well. (sighs) And you're not a megastar yet. And I just thought if we've got some illegal drugs, which are cool because they're illegal. Then we would live a superstar lifestyle, and then you'd become a superstar. But if we're not going to live a superstar lifestyle, you're going to have to live a super soaker lifestyle. The, the squirt gun? It's legal. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, I love that, that that's the defense a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> it is wholly legal. Most it's of the always... Time. 
it's always an upsell for a, like the previous idea. <laughs> it's always going to be an extra deal sweetener. I've always got that in my pocket. The plan is to have at least like two backup legal ideas for every illegal idea. Right. Because fucking Jonathan here. Yeah. Jonathan in his arrogance thinks he can be a celebrity and also not walk on the wild side. Well, I mean, and, and your approach is, I mean, it's classic sales technique, right? You have, uh, we used to do this, like when I worked in real estate, they would, they would teach you, oh, you know, when you're taking someone on a home tour, you know, to look at houses, right? You never show them the one you think they're actually going to want to buy first, oh. right? Sure. You show them one that meets some of their needs but doesn't meet all of them, and you know that. And then you show them the one that you really want to push second. Because it seems better by comparison? Right. It just elevates the interest in that property. Sure. Um, very similar approach here. Yeah. You know, starting off with a highly illegal uh, mm. premise and then working into something that's maybe going to be guns. more – He's working yeah. it to squirt guns now. It's squirt guns. It's perfectly harmless fun. It's not going to make me famous. It'll make... I'm oh, no, 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 because we're going to be filming what we're doing. Obviously. Okay. We're going to be filming Jonathan Off-Road Rules Super Soaker Lifestyle, where what we do, and this will be hilarious, right? It's going to be a jackass-style public practical joke affair where you walk into, like, public spaces mostly one best buy that we keep going back to um you walk in with um what would be best beige or gray 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 shorts on like down to your knees just nice with uh just a plaid shirt and a baseball cap on backwards so that we all know that you're jonathan off road rules um you walk into the best buy throw your arms out and say i hope i don't piss my pants today in this best buy and then the music kicks up down now 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 and it's me and conrad while ace of base ace of spades plays right not ace of base ace of spades that's cool and we run up with super soakers and we squirt your crotch while while looking at the camera like our tongues out throwing up like devil horns with our fingers down now 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 soak 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 down now 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 like that and you're just going ah like the camera's like zooming in and out on your face while you're just going oh no but you're like you're in on the joke we love it and 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 the real twist of the show is is that the super soakers are themselves full of your piss jonathan so (laughs) that's the joke is people think oh they're just filming a, a stupid show about firing super soakers on your crotch but the twist of the show is like when we play it back it's like these fucking idiots out in public thought we were being stupid but we actually were making him sort of piss himself so we we win that we we jonathan we win that exchange jonathan what do we win if you're feeling horny and need some boys to kiss jonathan is over there he's stinking of piss down now 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 I don't know, how do you do it? So, where's the goalpost? Like, you said we won. We scored. Well, yeah, because we put one over on them, because... Put one over on We made it look like you were peeing your pants by spraying you with the super soakers. But because the super soakers are full of your own urine... Your own piss. It is just as though you had, had for all practical purposes... As I mean, Conrad explains quite simply, 
Jonathan. Mm. Everyone in the Best Buy will think that we're trying to make it look like you pissed yourself when we are literally actually making you piss yourself. And that's putting one over on them. And it's like it's like your past self has pissed your present self. It's like pissing yourself in the future. We could run this as a sci-fi show. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it does... It's sort if of Conrad like... and I, like, put tin foil on over our clothes... Yeah. Then we've got ourselves a science fiction show, pissing yourself from the past. And you're... What are you, robots or space... space it's men? just future men. We're time travelers. Yeah. We've traveled from the past... To the present with your urine. We, uh, we've all done that. I mean, not with my urine necessarily, but we've all... Jonathan! Well, no, I mean, once we get the merchandising sorted out, everyone will, sure. Jonathan! Yes? For, for God's sake. Uh-huh. Why haven't you played O.J. Simpson in anything yet? Whoa, where do I start? Uh... <laughs> I look like I'm a little bit, I've been told, uh, especially uh, after I've tanned. I was watching The People vs. O.J. Simpson, and I just thought to myself, why Why doesn't Jonathan have this role? I mean... Why isn't he O.J. in everything? Why haven't they taken the naked gun and superimposed Jonathan's face over O.J. Simpson's face for the, for the whole thing? Well, they should remaster it. Call it the Jonathan Off-Road Rules edition of The Naked Gun, starring Liam Neeson. <laughs> I- I met the director of The Naked Gun. You met the director of The Naked Gun? I did. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've... Get out of this fucking shop. What I, the hell? I have his business card. Um, oh, this is so good. I've thought about emailing him. Um, it was two brothers, the Zucker brothers. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zucker, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know the Zookers. Yeah, David uh, is the one I met. And his son. And Jim, guess what? His son is a big fan of jazz punk. Which you do voice acting in, so that is true. Azuker is a fan of yours, and he brought he brought his son to the event. I met his son, and, yeah. and and first David was like whatever, but his son was like, oh, you do video game stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I know the guy who did Jazz Punk. It's a funny game. It reminds me of your dad's movies. Like, I love Jazz Punk. He's like, oh yeah, I saw him playing that the other day. Oh, and then he started chatting me up and gave me his card and stuff. So so we're in with the Zookas. Yeah, we're not out with the Zookas. I mean, this changes everything. Yeah, we're 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 in somewhere. We're not all the way in. We're like in the uh, we're like eight feet away, as opposed to in the personal space. We can say hi to them at a party, but we're not like in there, you know. What would happen if we took all your clothes off, right? Me and uh, Jonathan, uh, me and Conrad, rather. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just imagined the idea of Jonathan undressing one of us and it just seemed inherently funny we <laughs> might run that as an idea i would love to be slowly undressed by you Jonathan. <laughs> what if that's just a service jonathan offers oh what? god jonathan would if i buttoned up a shirt on my body right uh-huh. would you undo the shirt button by button kissing me down my chest and torso as you did it? i don't i don't i don't know if i've ever done anything like that i mean here's here's what we do we go we we, we take jonathan <laughs> to like a department store right <laughs> Yes, we do. No, and and what? we'll have Jonathan, you know, and, and dressed well, dressed in a nice, you know, like a suit, you know, <laughs> looking sharp, right? And he stands outside the fitting room and offers people to help them undress. Mm-hmm. And and Ming Conrad will, will stand outside the, the that area where you're doing your disgusting business, Jonathan, and, and we'll play it started with a kiss. 
Never thought it would come to this. What am I doing? It again? started with a kiss. Oh, never thought it would come to this. It's a, a whirlwind of an You don't remember me, do you? It's very hard to keep up. Dun, dun, you don't remember me, do you? Dun, dun. Huh? That's a. That, and I'm, what am I doing again during that? Uh, you are undressing people and kissing their bodies softly. <laughs> they don't want that. If they've gotten as far as me and Conrad screaming some hot chocolate in their ears, right? They want it. Oh, yeah. Uh, They want it. They need it. They love it. They live it. So when you are in grave danger, there's three types of reactions. There's the fight reactions where I get punched Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, screamed at. There's the flight reaction where people just escape. And then there's the freeze reaction, which happens a lot more often than you might think, where people are just in shock that something, and they're waiting for someone to come out and be like, it's all a joke. Here's your money. You know, you're, you're, on, you're on the show, the comedy show. But uh, they don't run or fight at first. And then eventually the terror sets in and, and um, they can't move because it's so bad. And I think we would get some of those. And, and later the police are called and you go to jail because <laughs> of the assault you committed. You're the one making this sinister. Um, I was trying to make it romantic. Uh, it's only romantic if you, you know, consent and a relationship. They're paying customers, maybe. <laughs> the it's aim not. is to make some money. I mean, yeah, you're there providing a service with the intent of generating additional sales. Yeah. Because every gonna, everybody's going to feel better about what they're wearing after you've kissed them all the way down their chest. That's not yeah, if anything, if anything, this is a lifestyle choice. For, for... People will say, I want to live that, that Johnny Kissy lifestyle. Uh... <sighs> and we're all about lifestyle today. Jonathan, that's the point of the show today. That's the theme. Lifestyle and tattoo. Lifestyle uh, of the rich and famous is a show. There's a song based on the show. Um, but this is none of that. This this is not how the rich and the famous. Yeah. A lot of, there's some, it's hard to keep up. Because first you were talking about drug addicts and you're like, they're all superstars. And no, like most people who do hard <laughs> drugs are. I uh, never said all drug addicts were superstars. I said all superstars were drug addicts. Okay, fair. But all the same, chances are higher if you do drugs that you'll be on the... Um, a, ch- a superstar, alert. obviously. No, yes. no, the other side of the spectrum. And the whole star rocking in a car, doing all the drugs, 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 drugs. I, and I wanted to, I don't know if I can piece it together. It's such a... Jonathan, we're not, we can't talk about drugs all day for Well, you wanted sake. me to buy drugs and you mentioned a no, biker no. gang. A 1% no. biker gang? I don't know what that means. Is it like the rich biker gangs? Like, uh, no, no. No, it does what? not mean that. Oh, 1% okay. in biker terms is a very different thing. Oh, okay. So it's not... Um, we should form our own motorcycle club. Can you tell me what 1% means first? It's, it's not... Maybe the... we will learn during the course of this. I'll tell you one thing, Jonathan. This is not one of those ideas. I can... Uh, Soften up by saying it's legal. Oh, already it's illegal? We can't just ride motorcycles? I saw a motorcycle gang yesterday while I was driving. Three hours of traffic I was in. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, Mm. first of all, I'm not going to be able to afford to get us three motorcycles. (laughs) 
So, you know, it'll be me and Conrad on a tandem bicycle and you rolling up the sides on a skateboard. Not even a sidecar or anything? Just no engines well, on any of these? i tell you what we'll do is we will... Uh, <laughs> We'll go, we'll tie a little bit of chain to the axle of the skateboard and then clamp that to the side of the bicycle so so you can be dragged along. And then that's like a sidecar. So what we do is you you sit there. Yeah. You hold, you sit there, put your ass on the skateboard, hold underneath your bum on the board, splay your legs out, all spread eagle, and going down the roads as conrad and i bicycle you on our tandem bike that's more work for you this is one of the first ideas where i yeah this is maybe your least dangerous or exhausting or illegal idea for me i'm, I'm almost okay with it yeah 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 so let's stop let's end it that is it that is the idea i had so much more to say too about this biker gang i saw yesterday and i was going to ask about magicians but nope this is it. The idea has been made, and we will make it. I never said, I never at any point said you had to fuck the skateboard. At no point did I say you had to fuck the skateboard. Why are we having this conversation? But since we're on the subject, I think the best thing to do to cement your place as a 1% motorbicle gang, which is what we're going to call ourselves, we're going to call ourselves the Boston Motorbicles. <laughs> And and we'll we'll ride into a forest clearing, and and form a circle around you while you uh, while you fuck your skateboard. I don't I don't even know how that would work. Uh, there's no holes. I'm in not it. the one fucking the skateboard, so I can't help you. <laughs> I don't want to. I mean, you seem to be the one that have the mechanics all figured out here. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's your skateboard. I mean, that's one of the rules of of a 1% motorcycle gang is you do not fuck another man's skateboard. Not if you want both of your eyes. (laughs) So many questions. Um, I've got a question. Yes. Hypothetically, if you had to fuck a skateboard, how would you do it? (laughs) I don't like a lot of these hypotheticals that are like, would you fuck something for such and such amount of money, mm. right? Or would you rather fuck a thing or fuck another thing, right? I mean, it's a yes or no. It, and, you know. and I always assume mm. yes. So sure. so that's why I prefer to just ask how you would fuck a certain object or creature. <laughs> We're doing creatures next week. We're doing inanimate objects today. Um, I mean... I mean, just to give you a spoiler for next week... Black Lagoon. But for right now, skateboard, how would you do it? Because remember, there's, there's some friction areas on, on those little those little fellas. <laughs> those little fellas. They, those little fellas? They're, they're sandpapery on one end, so your feet don't fall yeah. off. Yeah. I mean, the first question, of course, in any question about having sex with anything, is would you rather do it in... A graveyard during the day or a museum at night? Um, definitely wherever I can escape best. So probably the graveyard. Though they can come at you from any direction. That's a shame. Love them and leave them. That's just, that's cold, man. No, I, it's, it's cold. The problem, the problem with you saying graveyard, Jonathan, uh-huh. is the moment the word museum came out of my mouth, I thought, ooh, while he's in a museum, he could fuck a skeleton. 
Unfortunately, you said graveyards. Now, I'm not saying you can't fuck a skeleton in a graveyard. It's just kind of, it's been done. I don't want to have sex with anything or anyone. You're going to have to do a bit of work if you want to get a skeleton to fuck in a graveyard. Yeah, and the museum, it's just on display. Yeah, but I'm not having sex with the, with the, the skeleton or the or the skateboard. What? No, and I can, uh, from a hypothetical... If you had to fuck one. <sighs> I, I know I just said I don't like doing those hypotheticals. You did. Well, no, but this is a totally different situation. But this is for the sake of the nation. Would you rather fuck a skateboard or a skeleton? Uh, I mean... There's so many. Bear in mind, I'm doing the other one, so don't don't sell me up the river. I mean, I think I can find a way to have sex with a skateboard without actually doing anything untoward, because it doesn't yeah. have a hole, so you're not gonna. Yeah, no, obviously you'll have to be penetrated by the wheels. Yeah, what? I mean, not all sex is penetrative, <laughs> Jonathan. Yeah, I'm going with that. I'm I'm thinking there's a way to. Uh you know, simulate something sexual. What if you lie on your back, right? You mm-hmm. lie on your back. Okay. Um, and, and I'll get the skateboard and I'll just get the wheel off it and I'll just roll it up and down your knob. Just up and down it. <laughs> it started with a kill, yes. Never thought it would come to this. Like that. <laughs> just, uh, oh, cell phone. Oh, there's my ring ringtone. Sorry, I'm turning that off, guys. If it's Dustin Diamond, tell him I'll get his fucking money next week. <laughs> it's not. It's um. It's a former... It's bad enough. It is bad enough that he's been calling my friends. I'm not having him call my colleagues as well. I hadn't heard about Dustin. I, I, I think last we heard he was still at that gas station and lonely. It's lonely at the yeah, top. Yeah, well. This is the name of his uh, autobiography. It's I owe him some top. money. You do? I owe, I owe him some money for just some bones. We'll just leave it at that. Some bones? I owe him a certain amount of money for some bones. <laughs> like human bones or animal bones or or, or marijuana bones? What? It was in case you didn't want to go to the museum. Oh, so it's sex bones. It's yeah, and now you day. said you don't even want to have sex with these bones. So no. I've just got a bunch of sex bones in my shed going begging. Want gagging for it, wanting it. So I, Jonathan, I have. I got a pile of Dustin Diamond's bones, and they are gagging for it. Um, if I have to give them back to him unsexed, he's gonna up the rate. He wants me to have sex with those bones. Why else would Dustin Diamond be selling me sex bones if he didn't want the bones to be had sex with by you, Jonathan, with your penis and your love and your bum hole, maybe, and kissing. Kiss, kiss, sex. Sure, he he sold you the bones, though. You paid him, or you didn't pay him yet. You took a loan. Look, look, look. Nobody gets into selling sex bones just for the money. They do it for the love of the game. So why do they do it? There's an art form involved here. It's a set of principles, Jonathan. Now I'm only a I, I me. I'm still learning the art of being a sex bonesman, but. Even I know that if you're getting into it, it's vocational. It's not just to pay the rent. But I won't be able to pay the rent if these bones go unsexed because you get a discount for everyone splaffed on. A discount, so you'll pay him back less. You still owe him 
something, but... Well, it's a recycling program. you got to think of Mother Earth. Come on. You do? <laughs> mother, mother. I'll be honest with you, Jonathan. I don't know how this all works. I often feel like <laughs> I'm just sort of getting the idea for how it could possibly work on the fly. That's how out of the loop I am. But I'm learning. I'm trying to be a good sex bonesman. And it's appreciated. You know, I had I I was gonna come into this set of bones. Yeah, we know. And he jumped right on it. That was quick. Jonathan, tell us what you know about one of the things you were gonna tell us about. I know so many. Um, well, I, I tweeted you about this earlier, Jim. I didn't see it. I don't see tweets. I was excited about it. Um. Uh, I had an idea that actually might work. It plays upon my strengths. Not that there are many, but I do have some advantages. Mm-hmm. Uh, video games being pretty much the only one in terms of the, uh, the the sphere of superstardom. I have a small cult following like we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was a video game called California Games that I loved growing up. I just took it for granted that California was a magical place that was special. There was like the winter games, summer games, and California games. So it was almost like California was a season in and of itself. Um, I've since discovered it's just another of the the 50 states. It's not that different. So it occurred to me, yes, we could do Massachusetts games. It's just as valid as California games and potentially just as popular. Um, And then I couldn't think of any real games. But all these ideas that you've got, they take place in Massachusetts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, we have our own Olympic sporting event. Yeah, but it, yeah. it could be stuff you come up with, I guess. That right, could... like watermelon sitting. <laughs> we close off a section of the road without prior warning just to get that, that Olympic atmosphere of very angry car horn honks. Well, I, I, wasn't, th- um, I wasn't thinking. Line up watermelons all along the road. You come out. Dressed in a diaper, dungaree top, like little um, dungaree things, right? Braces, uh, helicopter beanie. That again? Yeah, and a t-shirt that says "I am it." And you, <laughs> you see how many watermelons you can run along the road and squat on until they smash under your bum hole. And you just do that all along the street. Just run, dump, run, dump, run, dump. Uh, I mean, I can't crush a watermelon with my body. I'm not. I'm heavy, but I'm not. I'm not uh, thick enough. I'm not sturdy. I'm not hard enough, I guess, because you need impact. I would just kind of roll off it. I would just kind of plop and flump to the side in an embarrassment. Probably hurt myself too, because they're hard watermelons. My butt is. Sort of hard, but not hard enough. Right. That's my point. And I was thinking this wouldn't be a thing I have to do in real life. This is a video game. This is a reenactment because uh, California games. Oh no, 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 no! I wasn't thinking about that at Maybe all. Maybe you could. I want to see you. I, I want to see you with. Could you just try <laughs> yeah, to beanie in your diaper? No, just for sitting in watermelon guts. Yeah, the California games were based on games being played in California. Yeah, to get the video game. If we're going to inspire the video game for your Massachusetts games. Exactly. We 
gotta popularize them. No one wants to buy a video game just called the Massachusetts Games. They want to buy a video game based on the Massachusetts Games called the Massachusetts Games. Full of all the fun activities they know from the Massachusetts Games, like the watermelon squat. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't... So there were Dog no... Scream? Dog Scream? Dog Scream? That's another game? Yeah, the 100 and 150 meter dog scream. Doesn't it doesn't sound like a game? It sounds like a. Um... It's it's sort of it's sort of an enclosure. It's it's less of a game, more of an enclosure, uh, where it's just full of dogs, angry dogs, and you go in there and scream at them, and it's it's how long can he last? <laughs> Who lasts me? And how do I win? What's the what's again the goal? You just keep screaming at them dogs until you've had enough. <laughs> So I am the the I determine for myself when I have won, and then I just walk away victorious. Well, I mean, obviously you're a competitor. You're gonna want to go for the record. Oh, is someone else doing it? Well, sort of. The other competitors have cattle prods and are gathered around the enclosure, keeping you in. So there's also a slight, uh, a, a mild competitive element. So I'm trapped. <laughs> You're not trapped. You're competing. Mm. The people who have to do the hurdle race say, oh, I'm trapped by hurdles. No, they jump over them. Uh, yeah, but I can't because for me, jumping over it would be leaving and not screaming at any dogs. But there's cattle prod people who are going to give me a zap or a, a burn, depending on the prod type. So I want to get back, though. California Games... Yeah. There were no California games. There wasn't like, welcome to the California games. It was just games people had played. In California. Yeah. Right. And there's games people play in Massachusetts already. You know, there's, um, I don't know. There's, uh. The Man in the Shed? <laughs> That's not a, I That don't classic think so. Olympic sport, The Man in the Shed, where we basically, Jonathan, we, we cover you in spray glow. Then we get a load of barbershop hair and we throw that at your naked body. He got Y fronts on. There'll be a little bit watermelony. We will throw hair on so you've just got like a big bodysuit of hair glue to you. Like Harry and the Hendersons. Um, none on your head. And we put we throw you into a shed that's got all hay on the bottom of it, and there's a window in the shed, and people can walk up and look in the window at you. That's a game? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's played at the Winter Olympics. How do you win? They have holes in the shed with squirt guns. Again, living that living that super soaker lifestyle. There are squirt guns in affixed into the walls of the shed on the outside so people can aim them at you like a fairground game and agitate you and that's the olympic game is is who can agitate him the most so 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 i'm not competing other people are trying to so it's like a dunk tank they can shoot you with the squirt gun Uh uh-huh they can just run up to the shed and just bash it with their fists just Bash, 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 like that. So stressful, yeah. We give them a, a Mr. Mime mask so they look like Mr. Mime from Pokemon and they just stare at you through the window and just bash, 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 bash. Oh, boy. As if they're trying to get in, but they don't want to get in there, not with where we got that height. Because so, so, it smells, I'm guessing. So I smell <laughs> It in stinks as shit! <laughs> so I smell unpleasant, alone, in a shed, 
being squirted, maybe, with who knows what. Probably leftover piss, if I'm honest. Oh, co- covered in the body hair of many, many people. Ugh. Yeah, to give to give the Olympics an international flavor, you're covered in lots of different hair. Not all of it on the head. We go a little bit continental. Ugh. So this isn't... So who, like, when you play the video game adaptation of this game, who are you playing as and how do you win? Like, there's no points. It's... It's all very, very messy uh, in terms of game design. It's not a game. I, I'm vetoing these ideas. It's very, very kind of unsettling to hear you talk about games in a sense that they have to have these strict win-loss uh, yeah. gotta... you know, dynamics. Besides which, besides which, there are a lot of strict rules and bylaws and intricate scoring systems for Man in the Shed. <laughs> Is anyone going to want to deal with that? I mean, you've got to make a game simple, uh, accessible, entry level. You can just jump in and start playing while still giving it some win states and boundaries. Well, I mean, it's it's like American football, right? You could watch American football and sort of know who's winning and who's losing. But there's still a very complicated series of rules involved there. Same thing. So who's winning? Who's winning in, in um, what is it called again? Man in the Shed? Man in the Shed. Man in the Shed. Well, it, I mean, it depends on what scores you rack up, what, what tactics you try, what combos you accrue. I mean, combos. someone could get a double backstreet and that will put them well in the league. I mean, and that's, you know, before we even get to the issue of are we talking English rules or American rules? Yeah. Uh, th- there are a lot of, lot of ways it can go. My computer just told me it has to restart in like 20 minutes so i'm just warning you oh, uh that works <laughs> so many so much of a life we lead uh yeah i don't i was just really hoping you would come up with something like drive around the rotary because they have those in massachusetts i can so. just imagine the commentators as we host the inaugural man in the shed just oh looks looks like jane darlington has pulled off a skeet skeet which is where you put on a mask of Skeet Ulrich and just headbutt the glass of the shed until he cries. Oh, yes. Jonathan looks very unsettled in there. Mm-hmm. And then there's that double back street I told you about where we've got speakers set up in the shed and people can just uh, turn up a, a back street's back records that we've got. We got it on vinyl. And they can scratch that. They can play it backwards. They can do whatever they want with that Backstreet's back record. Um, just so long as it's loud inside the shed where you are with it. That's retro now, you know. There's a new Doritos oh, commercial yeah, yeah, yeah. with a man named Chance the Rapper who's talking about how he made this song, which is not hot. Backstreet's back or I want it that way or something. He made it hot because he, he, it was cold. That song is now cold. Now, this, I believe, is um, William Darcy there. He is going for a bold play, uh, which we call the Meat Shower. Uh, he is actually scaling the side of the shed. If he does that, he will get onto the roof, where there is, of course, a basket of meat that's been warming in the sun, and he can pop that down the chimney there. It's got a chimney. Oh, a fireplace? Slipped a little bit on that loose shingle, but I think he's going to clamber up. And there he goes. Yep, he's depositing the warm, sun-baked meats into the meat chimney, and that'll just go down a sort of a, a sluice tube and land in the hay. Uh, uh, 
So you're when you play the video game version, you're playing as these mm. other people like Jane McGonagall and um, Elon Musk and stuff like that, climbing up a shed. And... Do you think we could get Elon Musk to back man in the shed? I don't think... Fuck the Olympics. It's all about the man in the shed now. <laughs> so the larger Massachusetts games are over. It's only... <laughs> The watermelon game you were so invested in minutes ago. Just <laughs> Fuck that. Tossed. Fuck that. I don't care about watermelons Can now. Never have, never will. Just, we gotta it's have all, the Massachusetts games. game is the man in the shed. There are four games attached. Two man in the shed? <laughs> Absolutely. There's... Who can make him cry? Who can make him scream? Who can hurt him the most? And who's having the most fun? <laughs> it's very... I often win that one. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very subjective. California games. BMX, surfing, half-pipe skateboard, hacky sack. Four. And the best thing about Man in the Shed is every Sunday we turn it into Mystery Science Theater. Mystery Science Theater John Thousand. Because keep in mind, John can't control when the movies begin or end. Yeah. And he'll have to keep his sanity with the help of his robot friends, which in this case is one friend. It's a, it's sort of a goat's head on a spring that bounces up and down going, bah! Bah! and we kick that in the shed with you. And you also can't <laughs> control when it does that. <laughs> no, you can't control anything in the shed. We yank down a big projector screen where there is footage of my eyeball just really close up you can see every vein every drop of of glistening moisture and it's just my eye close up just twitching around and staring at you jonathan while screams of animals and children play through the speakers just it's just it's just a one consistent shrieking sound really loud with this eyeball staring at you and this goat head on a spring going wow like that it's a that's theater, all right. Uh, it's not a game. And you can't control when it's it not begins a game, or ends. No, it's not a game. Like, they were surfing. No, 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 this is something we're doing. This is a little side hustle. This is where we make a little extra money since you're already in the shed and there's a projector set up. And I've already filmed me eyeball, like, ten hours of it. We, we do on Sunday Mystery Science Theater. You get to make, like, hilarious, jovial comments with your friend Goat Nightmare, and we look, we all gather through the window, looking and touching our privates. So it's a pornographic theater. Uh, so I never said it was porn. Uh, just because something could be, just because something could be erotically enjoyed, does not make it pornographic. I've heard people say that. I, every time it was because they just is coca-cola pornographic just because i like to dip my balls in it before i take a sip i get yes then yes for you it's subjective i'm sorry i sound so exasperated i just really thought massachusetts games because to me i think it's more romantic than sexual when i do that I, I, so but what you're saying is, is that you don't know what pornography is, but you know it when you see it. That's the old saying. I think a Supreme Court justice or someone like that once coined that when they had to determine whether something was pornographic and give it a, a X rating or something. And so when you see Jim masturbating to you standing in a shed no. full of hay covered in no. human hair with rotting no. meat and a goat's head on no. a spring, no. you think that's pornography. When I see someone masturbating, I think they are witnessing. I'm not masturbating, guys. 
<laughs> no, yeah. That's the t-shirt I'm going to get printed. So just so I can point at it when you start talking to me. <laughs> Jonathan! Okay, just point to the shirt. I'm not masturbating, comma, guys, in a cursive font. So when Jim is masturbating to something, he is interpreting it as pornography. Getting getting a, a stickler on the rules here. Uh, just because I notice someone It's not else, the only thing you'll be sticking to. Just because I notice someone else is masturbating doesn't mean that I am enjoying something as pornography. No, but you're identifying it as pornography. It could be someone's pornography, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is someone's pornography. That's the other t-shirt, I think. Just so I can sum it up. You are pornography, Jonathan. Ah, no. You titillate the masses. I look a little better than I did a couple years ago, but I don't look good. I'm still in the bad column. Um, Exercising almost every day. But at this age, that just takes you from, like, completely disgusting to a problem. But not. You would look even better if you, um, if you, if you constantly reminded us of where your balls were. Like maybe just a little clear bit of plastic cut into the front of your pants, <laughs> just so we always awful. know they're there. That is awful. Someone was just <laughs> asking me about my balls. Um, you don't want a testicular pants window. <laughs> I said when the person asked about my balls, I said my balls definitely have pros and cons and i think that got a few a few faves people got that joke but uh, well it's not you put me in the pro column it's mostly in the cons column people something about the testicles that make people feel as though they are no longer safe and it's interesting because the the penis is where the damage where the problems it's a problem maker you know it is. it is. You are absolutely. It is. It's caused me. It's done me more harm than good. Most have said that, yeah. Uh, but the the testicles, benign, seeming a little bit out of place. You know, not often focused on. But if you do see them, you know you are now in serious danger. <laughs> the penis has shown. There's different interpretations. Oh, maybe they just have to urinate. Maybe a mistake was made. But it's so intentional when the when the scrotum is exposed. So it's like the the penis <laughs> suggests trouble, and the testicles confirm it. Yes, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it could be could be trouble with penis. Definite red alert when <laughs> when the balls. It's like balls are optional. Yeah, yeah. So and that's where the the danger really lies. Yeah, okay. I, if I, you were to bring them out, there's only one reason. You know that you're going to <laughs> ha- do harm. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. Because that's all they I do. I love you, Jonathan. Really? When have you... I am in romantic love with oh, you, Jonathan. kind of you, but it's true. They, they, no one has ever exposed the testicles in a harmless, like, oh, yeah, I didn't want to bother you. It was just a little slip of the tongue. You know, like, no, it's, it's always a, a real direct... Okay, but if the you you say you say the penis does the damage, yeah, generally. But the 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 balls are the frightening bit. Mm -hmm. They're the right. Okay, and so with Jim suggesting with like a ball window, which I sort of imagine uh, is is similar to an old time butt flap in a pair of overalls. Oh, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. Just on the front, couple of little brass buttons on there, a little flap flaps down, and, and boom. There's your balls. 
right? Why? So what? So now you said again. that the penis is, you know, like there's questions. It's questionable. You don't know what it is it's, it's until you see yeah. the balls, and then you know. Tell me about the inverse, right? What happens when you just see the balls? That's what I'm saying. That's when the people panic. That's like seeing fire without smoke. <laughs> it's like seeing um, a bullet coming at you at high speed. Just because you haven't seen the gun, it doesn't matter. You know you're still about to die, you know, because that's... So it's like a sniper scenario. It's worse than a sniper scenario because it's just... So if you were to just go into the street wearing this this pair of pants Uh with the ball flap... Short johns. And and you opened it up. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody in this, in, in, in Fedway Park, for example, would just flee. It would be or like a, a, a mass, uh, a, a, a work of mass psychological violence. Yeah, it would be like, <laughs> like a bombing of sorts. We see the world so differently because, in my mind, you ex- you you pull down the flap and you show everyone, you, sh- you show everyone your your little turkey bag, and and I don't, I don't see them fleeing. I see them flocking toward it no. to po- like point at it and poke at it and go, ooh. Ah, no, they, because I would find, I would find an afternoon with your testicles more edifying than anything else. Yeah, fuck, much to... fuck Chaucer, pop Chaucer in the bin. I'm going to spend an afternoon poking Jonathan's testes. Obviously, there's only one way to solve this conflict. Solve uh, practical demonstration. Exactly. No. Yeah. No, there's nothing to be solved. The harm. I don't want to do any harm. <laughs> Not doing any harm today. I'm not. There's always something. We need to solve the puzzle of Jonathan's fame and eroticism. Well, but that's the thing. You can't because the thing that causes the harm is perfectly tucked away. No, the the psychological harm. Again, it's the it's the it's the scrotum. It hurts the mind. I've known so many people. Okay, so let's say you're right. Right. Let's say you're right. Yes. And people would flee. Okay, let's just I don't think this is true. Mm. I don't agree with you, but we'll 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 follow down this road for a moment, okay? Okay. It's given me a great idea, but I'll get to Another it. Idea? All right, cuz one of the biggest problems that was facing like say government organizations in California trying to deal with the wildfires was convincing people of the necessity to evacuate. Ah. Okay. Right? So all we do, we fly you in, drop you in, drop your flap, I, run through the streets, boom. When, when there's a fire? Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, you're there to alert people of the emergency and get them to flee their homes. Uh, I mean, I don't, I know I really built up the potent fear-inducing effect of a ball sack, but Fire is even worse. Like, fire... Right, well, yeah, you say that, you say that, but things are on fire, they haven't left their homes. I know, you know? I know. They haven't evacuated. I hate That's to... why they need you. You cornered me. And you're you got... proven balls. This is really... You mm-hmm. are a master tactician. You play chess, don't you, Conrad? I mean, it shows. Because now I have to say, well, my testicles are not as terrifying as a fire... To which you can turn and say, oh, so they're not so terrifying then. Therefore, when are you going to expose them to the city streets? Jonathan, you've made a good case. I'm a lot more scared of fire than I am of your testicles. Didn't want to make the case, but he got me. 
He cornered me. In I really liked you describing the exposure of bulls as a psychological, like a mass psychological attack. I think it's more psychologically damaging than a fire. Because that gave me an idea for a movie that could star Willem Dafoe. My my computer is, is running out of juice. You got to go for it. It's it's really quick. It's called Scanners Renutted, <laughs> and it's it's a remake of Scanners, except Willem Dafoe walks around saying, "Hey, hey, I'm a scanner." Don't believe me? Look down there. And they look down, and he's got a little flap at the front of his pants, and he pops them open, and his long balls are hanging there. Just long. That flap has to go down to his knees. And they're just down, and people look at him and just go, Oh, no! <laughs> Their heads blow up, and all the blood, like, splashes all over Willem's face. And then we get a close-up of the balls, and the blood splashes on them, too. And then he pulls the flap back up, and he goes, Ah! I'm gonna do this 30 more times and then that's the rest of the film for you scanners renutted sounds about right Cronenberg would um would like that I don't know if he'd do it hey get on your knees and look down there oh why so I can give you head no so I can make your head blow up when you look at my balls because they will do that (laughs) Then the music kicks in. But intense music. Howard oh, yeah. Shore soundtrack on the uh, the Scanners Scanners movie. Scanners. <laughs> so yeah, my uh, surprisingly, my computer said it was going to do a force restart, so I really cannot continue safely. I got a psychic scrotum and it's here to split your skull. I don't, I don't want this audio file to... Uh, Let's go. Let's go. Jonathan, do you feel more famous now after we've done this great show together and pitched a movie and and won the Olympic Games? I feel a little optimistic that someone listening will make the Massachusetts Games video game and then that will be a hit and then we can all get a 2%. And then we can sell like uh, a man in the shed board game like like. Like Scrooble Scramble or Mousetrap. Yeah. I still think vials of Jonathan's urine would be big. I, I'd buy you know, a, I'd buy a shot or two. In it, they would have never guessed in the 1960s that there's a zombie show with people getting their heads cut off and and women kissing other women and uh, Johnny Knoxville. All the things she said. All the things she said. So in time, all these ideas will become not so shocking, and it's possible that yeah. drinking urine and scrotums will just be sunday night television because you've made them famous jonathan yeah you've made them an household name should we wrap up uh, should yeah, we go away because now i'm panicking now i don't want you to lose your recording all right all right we'll 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 get off this conference call with you now sweetie darling but we will be back next week to uh just to try and raise your profile raise your profile raise your game all right Get on it, Jonathan. Uh, Come on. Next this time next week I wanna see you with your Netflix special. I expect a lot less resistance. Lube up. I don't want to. Get yourself lubricated, slippery, and I wanna pitch for a gummy bears remake now. See you then. Bye. Bye. Boston's Favorite Son was performed by Jim Sterling, Conrad Zimmerman, and Jonathan Off-Road Rules. Editing and production by Justin McDaniel. The intro music is Freak Out by Chainmail. Road Rules Northern Trail was an insipid show that shouldn't have happened.